0: Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we give people and organizations who are doing great things a platform to share what they're doing and how they're making an impact in the community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Last couple of years at EIG, we've done a veterans appreciation event where we close off the parking lot. We invite various nonprofits who serve veterans and first responders to come and set up an information table so they can share the great work that they do with all the people that come to check it out. We bring in a band, we bring in a food truck, we have games. Last year we brought in the Pewaukee Color Guard and we just have an evening of fun and learning and celebrating, really, the men and women who do so much for our community and our country. It's wonderful to learn all about the different nonprofits that serve veterans in so many different ways. The nonprofit we're highlighting today has a unique way of connecting with veterans, and he was actually one of those nonprofits that participated this last year. Sam Veith from the Fishing for Good Foundation is our first guest today. Welcome to the show, Sam.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. You shared with me that what the vets are telling you is that they're losing more friends to suicide at home than at war. And actually, numerous studies point to outdoor activity and social interaction as some of the best ways to help mental health issues. Your belief, Sam, is that fishing for good can help reduce the 22-a-day statistic that exists and help people find strength by reconnecting with nature and helping vets find a healthy hobby like fishing. So why don't you start by telling us more about you and how you got started.
2: Thanks, uh, thanks, Ellen Becker Investment Group for having me once again. And um, basically it starts with me being a complete fishaholic. I, I love fishing, I'm actually uh from illinois originally moved Uh-oh. to wisconsin
1: <laughs> we got uh, in illinois yeah
2: yeah and, a, so, and illini among us yeah full full disclosure here not not trying to hide anything <laughs> we but, won't keep it at, we won't um, hold it against you go ahead half the reason i moved up here 10 years ago actually this month was so i could fish more the other half is because illinois is just not a very good state but you know we'll leave that at that for now <laughs> so um I, I was fishing a lot you know and i'm getting better at fishing and you know as a good business move you want to basically make your hobby a tax write-off right and start an llc and become a fishing guide so i was thinking about doing becoming a fishing guide to throw a few bucks in my pocket on the weekends and just kind of uh make an excuse to keep fishing when you know as a married guy who's you know having a family you know i i needed a, a better excuse to keep fishing <laughs> so um but i i I didn't really want to be a normal guide. I, I had a lot of guide friends that I, that taught me a lot, and I didn't really want to compete with them. And I just thought maybe I could do something to give back through the sport. And I, I have a story basically is where I was kind of inspired. I volunteered for a veteran fishing outing that Billy Heim, one of the guides on Lake Geneva, did every year. And he always gets a bunch of fishermen from the local area to come and take uh, a bus full of Heinz VA hospital veterans out fishing. So they come up for the day. They don't leave the hospital. I should start off saying they barely get out of the hospital at all. So coming up to Lake Geneva for a day on a bus is like Christmas, New Year's, every holiday to them combined, plus their birthday. So I, I got a couple of veterans to come on my boat. And uh, we get to our first spot, and I get the first veteran – you know, all rigged up with the, the rod, the reel, everything of the line. He drops it in the water, and as I'm getting the other guy ready to go, he freaks out. Completely like, I can't do this. I can't fish. You know, I'm like, it's fine. Do you wanna just do you wanna just sit and hang out and, you know, relax? And he's like, Okay. So I, I have these big captain chairs on my boats. He sat down and I said what kind of music do you like well listen to music and he starts telling me all these things and he had a scar on his head he had major brain injury and he starts i said do you like johnny cash after a while i just cut him off because he was saying all these different bands and uh he's like sure so we start i fished with the other guy we're catching bass all day having a good time johnny cash is playing the first gentleman falls asleep for a good hour and a half two hours like most of the day and he wakes up and he looks at me and he just says this was the best day of my life. And that's when it all clicked that, you know, just getting guys out on the water, it's a, it's healing in itself. It's very therapeutic. So instead of trying to compete and um, steal trips from my buddies, I figured why can't I go out to businesses and ask them to make a donation to me so I could take veterans out. And that's how I started in 2020 during COVID um, as, as an LLC I was busier than I could ever think. I, I had six sponsors, uh, you know, basically pay me to take veterans out, and it was it was so successful that the next year I said I have to get more guides involved. I have so much demand that I have to create a, a charity now, a public charity, and we got our five hundred one c three in twenty twenty one, and uh, we've been taking out a bunch of uh, veterans with professional fishing guides ever since.
1: Mm, wow, well. Why do you think fishing is such a great hobby to combat uh, PTSD and and other mental health issues?
2: I've read something one time that just looking at water lowers your heart rate. There's a calming effect to being in nature, to being on the water, Um, and then the social interaction. um, You know, just being with somebody on the boat, teaching you how to catch a fish. Um, And then fishing is a never-ending challenge. So that could be good or bad, too. So... Um, there's always a, a million different factors at play when you're trying to figure out what a fish wants to eat. There's sunlight, wind direction, water temp. Uh, the, are they going to eat worms or leeches or artificial baits? So there's so many factors that once you get into the sport, there's always something to keep your mind mm. thinking about how best to catch a fish or a different type of fish. So you could really, really, it could keep you busy and it keep your, could keep your mind occupied and thinking about something that's, you know, other than what is troubling
1: you. Right. Yeah, you can lose yourself in it, I imagine. Absolutely. And you talked about all these different factors. I'm I'm familiar with that because I have a number of fishing aficionados in my family. Uh, my husband loves to fish. Uh, he goes out with buddies on a number of excursions locally and around the state down in Florida. He and his buddies go up to the Boundary Waters every year. My brother-in-law was a professional bass fisherman. My future son-in-law also loves to fish and is from Illinois by the way. Um, <laughs> so he comes up here a lot. Uh, he goes down to Texas for excursions. They've they've got a lot of experience and they would think that this this is really really cool. So can they or anyone else who has fishing experience volunteer to take a fit of, of vet fishing?
2: So the answer is yes and no. Yes we have an event every year that we host on Lake Geneva and they could come volunteer and be one of our volunteer boaters for the day. Um, But the rest of the year, we stubbornly only send the vets out with professional fishing guides because we want that those guys, they have a top notch first class experience catching fish. Um, A lot of, there's a lot of fishing events out there. We're not the only charity doing this. And a lot of the feedback is that yeah, it's a good time. We get together, but the fishing was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this guy who just showed up. He didn't really know what he was doing, never been to the lake before. And, you know, it, it almost became a negative from the fishing side of things. Okay, so okay. Because you could have a good or bad day fishing, I don't want that to add to more stress or All anything right. else that's going on. So I, I purposely, uh, the charity finances trips with elite fishing guides. Um, And we have a good network of about five or six guys right now that are are doing the trips. And um, I mean, you're talking about hundred thousand dollar plus fishing boats with all the bells and whistles and guys that are on the water almost every day or every weekend. And they're in tune with what you do. So, you know, our biggest differentiator is the fishing experience itself, that they're going to go out and have a really, really good time. It's like they would pay a guide they could bring, you know a friend or a family member whoever they're going to have a great time with except we pay for it
1: nice that's a good situation yeah. i would think <laughs> can you share some statistics on your reach then
2: so uh, our first year as a 501c3 we ran 34 trips with about 50 veterans um, our second year we did 54 trips with about 80 veterans if you add friends and family on top of it the numbers go up obviously for the total anglers um, but now we're going to be heading into our third season.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I think stats are really good uh, to have our brain take in on and how you impact people. But I also believe that when we hear stories and examples of impact – the information travels from the brain processing those statistics and settles on the heart where we experience the feels and the warm fuzzies which really helps us understand the impact so can you share quickly some impactful stories that fishing for good has provided the vets
2: sure i think i think uh... we've had situations where the, the veterans or military personnel have just broken down and like almost cried after the trip because we were so kind and they had such a great experience they just couldn't believe that they were able to come out to a place like lake geneva or lake delvin or some of these lake country lakes right here in our backyard and experience that kind of fishing they have no cl- a lot of these guys aren't fishermen so they had no clue and and We have a lot of stories like that, but one in particular that I'd like to really focus on is it was, I think, August 21 when we pulled out of Afghanistan. And we had a trip lined up. I I thought it was a little weird. The guy was coming in from, I think, Ohio. And he drove all the way to Lake Geneva from Ohio, got up in the middle of the night, and he fished with one of our guides. And um, I wasn't on the boat. I wasn't guiding him that day, and, and I'm doing less of that now. But our guide, after the fact, told me that the the guy basically admitted that that with with us pulling out of Afghanistan the way he, we did, he felt like all of his time and effort and saw his friends lost friends over there was for nothing, mm. and. Um, he admitted that he wasn't dealing with things the right way he was neglecting his family maybe drinking a little bit too much and that him driving out and going fishing was like what the doctor ordered he mm-hmm. felt renewed um, he wasn't he, he couldn't thank us enough and uh, you know he wanted to come back next year and bring his family and his sons and he did that the next year so um, to to have that kind of impact when somebody's at that Point of stress, right, right, um, and that's something that you know it, it's hard to 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 find those people at those points and and take them fishing and um, it'd be nice to to have that much impact for every trip, but um, you just never know what somebody's going through on a given day and how much that trip's going to mean to them.
1: Absolutely. Well, you had mentioned earlier that for various reasons you don't recruit volunteers to help with your fishing excursions as far as the the pros taking them out. We understand that. Um, But do you recruit participants? If you're listening today and you happen to be a vet, you might be wondering if you can just sign up for an outing or if you have to be recommended. We're going to take a quick commercial break now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how Fishing for Good finds the vets that they take out fishing. So stay tuned and we'll be right back
0: thanks for tuning in this is eig milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host jill economo on news talk 1130 wisn
1: welcome back i'm your host jill economo and i'm talking with sam veith from the fishing for good foundation so sam tell us then how do you find the vets that you take out fishing
2: So through social social media mainly, um, we encourage vets to sign up for a free fishing trip through our website, fishingforgood.org. They go to the angler sign-up page, and uh, the vets could sign up themselves or first responders, um, active military. We're also including Gold Star families now. Um, You know, I figured that was – a good way of giving back to a grieving family as well. Okay. Um, but all they have to do is, is fill out the form on our website. Uh, one of the guides calls them to, to schedule a trip and um, it's as simple as that. Now if you have, there's a lot of pride getting in the way of, of people signing up a lot of times. So, uh, one of our biggest challenges is the vets uh, think they don't need it. Like there's somebody else needs it more than them. Okay. So I always encourage friends and family to nominate their vets through the same form. So if you know anyone that could use a free guided fishing trip, please, please, please feel free to go to our website, sign them up, and uh, we'll make sure they hit the water and have a great time this year.
1: Okay. Well, I think we all struggle with stress at different times in our life. Um, I'm sure the veterans... I can't even imagine the amount of stress that they must deal with Um, what is your message to to people or vets dealing with stress
2: for everything that you guys have sacrificed for us the least we could do is take you fishing Mm. don't let your pride get in the way just come out fishing and have a good time
1: there you go very simple statement that's that's great Um, what are you most excited about for the upcoming fishing season then
2: just to get back on the water, as always, and, and uh, you know, try to move into uh, some new areas. We're trying to do more Lake Michigan salmon fishing trips uh, with some bigger groups of veterans. We could accommodate up to six people on those boats versus the inland water boats, which is generally better for two to three uh, anglers. So uh, we're excited to do more and, and just find more guides and build a network of elite fishing guides around the state to, to get vets out in more areas, mainly.
1: Okay. So is that part of your plan for growth and your vision for the future?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the vision is, I think we can operate anywhere. There's veterans, lakes, and fishing guides. Um, so we're really not limited geographically. And, um, I named this fishing for good for a reason. I didn't want to limit ourselves to only veterans. So, um, I'm not saying it's close, but I feel like we can serve other, other groups. So, uh, maybe we could take out inner city kids that don't get a chance to get in nature enough. Uh, maybe we could take out kids with cancer and their family, almost like make a wish foundation, but just to take the family fishing. Um, so I, I, named it fishing for good to be very open and inclusive to, uh, any other opportunities that, that we can, for other groups that we can accommodate in the future
1: okay well that sounds wonderful um well you got a lot of great things going on over there and uh a great mission and uh wish you uh the best of luck in the future for uh realizing your goals and for meeting your vision for the future that's wonderful um we'd like to end our interview though with a call to action for our listeners uh what would you say yours are
2: Um, pretty simple. First, if you're a veteran or first responder, sign up, come out fishing. Um, it's a great time. You won't regret it. Um, hopefully it's a a hobby that you could take with you. Um, learning from some of our, some of the best guides out there, um, could teach you things that you could pick up the hobby and do, you know, anywhere, uh, you'd like to go fishing in the future. So, um, come out fishing with us. Uh, sign up at fishingforgood.org on our, on our angler sign-up page this year. Um, and then, you know, we need support. Basically, um, any anyone who'd be willing to sponsor and donate for some of these trips, uh, any businesses out there looking to uh, get involved, uh, we're more than happy to accept more donations. Um, basically, we feel like uh, we could get rid of as many donations uh, for trips – as we as we could take in, so um, it's very easy for us to scale up, and uh, we're we're more than willing to build our network with guides as the funds allow. So, um, and then you come out to our event that we're having. We have an event every early June, and uh, it's it's on uh, at Gordy's on uh, in Fontana. It's the other side of uh, the lake, um, but it's a first class event and feel free to sign up for that as well and if anybody's looking to volunteer and help out with the event it's a it's a big undertaking and um we could always use some help and um you know those are the main points that uh you know we really could use help with
1: Okay. I, do you have a donate button on your website?
2: Yes, we do. It all goes through PayPal. And, okay. uh, you know, otherwise uh, we could figure something else out. Right, <laughs> right. Well, that makes it easy, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, I, I want to be sure that people understand that they can bring a friend or a family member as well, right?
2: Right. So if, if uh, you're the veteran coming out to fish with us, just think of it like you're hiring a fishing guide, except you don't have to pay. So... What's going to give you the best experience? Who who do you want to share that experience with? We've had veterans bring their grandchildren, their children. I personally took out a a veteran, a Vietnam vet who was going blind from macular degeneration. He brought his daughter and his grandson out, and everybody just had a phenomenal time. So uh, we can accommodate some disabilities as well. Uh, We're trying to focus. We're trying to get some more. Uh, boats that can do that a little bit better, like pontoon boats. Um, So if we could get a group of disabled vets in the future together, I think we can make that happen as well.
1: Mm. Well, I can tell by your excitement and your voice that it's a very fulfilling venture for you.
2: It's great. It's great to share my passion and and do something good with uh, the sport I love.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today and thank you for doing what you do.
2: Thank you and thank you, Ellen Becker Investment Group, for uh, the opportunity. Appreciate it. You're
1: very welcome. You're very welcome. Well, all this sounds really great, doesn't it? You know, having some people who might not otherwise have an opportunity to get out in nature and experiencing something as wonderful and as simple as fishing. It's great. Now, I'm all for getting out on the water in a peaceful environment, but (laughs) don't ask me to bait a hook or take a fish off of a hook. But we now know for many veterans that the whole experience is great all the way around, whether you like to take the fish off the hook or not. I'm sure Sam would be able to help you with that. When we come back after a commercial break, we're going to learn about a veteran organization that Sam works with who will also share some stories about the after-the-catch experience with veterans. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after commercial break.
0: You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. And my next guest today is Zach Zdrojek, Executive Director from the Veterans of Wisconsin, who provides basic needs for veterans. Research shows that a lot of our veteran community is struggling in multiple areas of life. Some are suffering from homelessness, some food insecurities, some mental health issues, which include suicide. Veterans of Wisconsin's mission is to help get every veteran who needs an extra hand get back on their feet. Most of their staff are veterans themselves, and they've faced some of those same challenges, and they came out on top. Your hope, Zach, is to remind our veterans that they're not alone which is wonderful. Welcome to the show today, Zach.
3: Awesome, thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. Can you start by telling us how Veterans of Wisconsin got started, when they got started, and then what's your personal why? Why did you get involved?
3: Yeah, so VOW got started back in 2015, and really it's from the basic needs of the veteran community. Um, the founder, he opened up his house to veterans and his son, that uh, his son who got out of the Marine Corps, and found out there's a lot of need out there for younger vets. So we opened it up, started collecting food and basic household supplies for them, and they started coming in and getting what they needed. That led to us open up the marketplace and then opening up the tiny homes in 2017. And when I saw that, at the time, I was a county veteran service officer for Racine County. And I remember walking through it and I was like, this is awesome, this is absolutely incredible. I got involved with them, I was on the board of directors for quite a few years and i thought of it for myself back when i was at 2015 before i got involved in the veteran community i was uh i was struggling i was struggling uh, i lost my car i uh i remember my lowest point that i remember very clearly i was in my living room my girlfriend my kids were gone and i had a gun my dog was there and a bottle of rum and i thought for that second i was like i'll do it now screw it i was mm-hmm. done i was ready to move on and then my dog put his head on my lap and he's, it's my baby. So yeah. he, thank goodness he, for our yeah, dogs. He right? snapped me right out of it. I mm. took the gun back to my dad's house and I moved on. And uh, once I got involved in the veteran community, it really saved my life. Mm. So I know when I got to Vow, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to this field and you know, save as many people as we can. And that's what we do.
1: Mm. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you for your, your service as well. And thank I you. think when people, uh, veterans have told me that, uh, you know, not that somebody can't empathize, but when you're a veteran yourself and you've been through the similar experience, it's that much easier to empathize with a fellow veteran. Would you agree? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You told me that VOW is successful because of our incredible community and the programs out there supporting veterans, just like Fishing for Good. This past summer, some of your residents had the honor of joining Sam and his team on Lake Michigan. And once they got back to the village, you saw the impact that these amazing trips have had on them. You're calling these stories of impact after the catch. So tell us about some of those.
3: Yeah, so this last summer, we had a couple of our younger veterans go out with Sam and his group. And it was absolutely incredible when they came back. Because these kids, I say kids, they're in their 30s. But when they came back from uh, getting out in the lake, they were completely different people. They are ready to move on and make a ton of progress in their life. They started working they started volunteering they wanted to give back it was like they found something inside themselves that you know what I'm ready to move on and collaborating with some amazing programs like Sam's is why we're able to make it happen and now these guys are both working full-time one has moved out got his own apartment And the other one's about to. So, Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about, is getting these guys back on their feet and working together.
1: Yeah, and giving them these great, memorable experiences, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm sure that there are some challenges, though, working with homeless veterans, right?
3: Absolutely. So there is a lot of uh, substance abuse involved, alcoholism, other substances, PTSD. You name it, we've probably seen it. And the importance of collaborating with these other programs is exactly that. We want everyone to work together because we're not all experts, we all have different backgrounds and if we all come together and kind of help veterans at the same pace, we're able to get them back on their feet. So what we do is we focus on one single person at at a time. So when they get there, step one is support services. If somebody has an alcohol problem or substance abuse, we bring those services in there to get them back on their feet mentally. So they're thinking right, they get clean, they're ready to move on. Phase two, employment, start working, get some money in your pocket. Phase three, take care of any finances you have, whether it's you have a debt, credit cards, whatever, pay it all off because everything at Vow is free. They have nothing they have to pay for down to an Uber that we can get them to and from work if we need to. Oh, nice. And then phase four, get housing, apartment or housing. So there's always struggles. It's not as easy as I said it right there, but to get them and follow those steps, it puts some accountability on them. And we've seen the success rate go up to 60% from 18% over the last year. So Mm. keep working at it and, uh, doing what we can for them.
1: Yeah, and I like what you said about collaboration because that is so key. I mean, not one organization can do it all. And so exactly like you said, you focus on what you do well. And then you work with other organizations that do something else well. And then you work together and you bring bring the greatest thing to the population you're serving, in this case, veterans. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about this VOW 9 line to handle mental health issues for vets.
3: Yeah, so the VOW 9 line, we started that at the end of this last year. It is a mental health program. The whole focus of it is to lower veteran suicide. Everyone knows that number of 22 veterans a day, and we want to get that down to zero. Obviously, a very big ask, but it goes into what you said a minute ago, too, collaborating. That's how we connect with more veterans. So the goal is we help hundreds at Val right now on a monthly basis. We're going to help thousands, and that is getting these veterans aware of the resources out there available to them, and more importantly, let them know they are not alone. We're here for them. Mm. They're still at war even though we're not at war, Mm. and we need to get them through it together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you had mentioned that everything at VOW is free, which is awesome. Um, With the cost of living going up as it has, there are challenges associated with that, right? Um, What kind of challenges have you seen at VOW?
3: The biggest has probably been at the Veteran Marketplace. So the marketplace that's right across the street from the tiny homes we have. And what that is, it's a grocery store, it's free food for Veterans. We went from serving back in 2021, about 300 Veterans and their families in one year. And then this last year alone, up to 650 a month Ooh, so okay. that wow. need alone has gone up greatly so just the cost of living as a whole we have uh, families that make 40 50 grand a year but they can't afford food so they're coming through getting what they need so they're not starving at the end of the day for them and their families so
1: yeah well let's let's park uh, for a little bit on the veteran marketplace yeah. um, so that's it's something that you have in place to combat food insecurities with veterans and their families who qualifies to use it
3: all veterans and surviving spouses. So one thing that we have seen is a lot of times, with the older veterans mainly nowadays, we've seen a lot of veterans that they pass away, their surviving spouses living off of them, and then they have nothing when their vet passes away. So we open up for the surviving spouses as well. So
1: okay. any, any
3: veteran, reservist, or active duty.
1: Okay, very nice. And you also have tiny homes that focus on, uh, a, a solution that focuses on veterans' homelessness. Um, tell us more about that and then how long can a veteran stay in, at a tiny home? Yeah,
3: so we have the 15 tiny homes there at 1624 Yow Street and they're exactly that, they're a tiny home. Um, one thing with it, it is a community program, um, they can stay up there up to two years, sometimes it's longer than that, sometimes it's a few, a few months, it varies, as long as the veterans making progress in their life. So like I broke down the phases earlier, it's that exact same steps, so they get in there, we see what they need, and we help them move along with the caseworkers a program director and myself we stay on the veteran keep them holding themselves accountable and help them move forward in life.
1: And are they mostly individuals or are there any families in these times? homes? They're
3: all individuals for the most part and one okay. thing we have seen with that is a lot of these veterans they don't have families or they don't mm-hmm. talk to their families anymore. I'll probably say good seventy percent of the vets there now don't talk to their families.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're their family now aren't we you? We
3: do and once they leave they continue to come back daily they walk in have coffee with us and move on their day but we we are their family and uh, we rebuild that camaraderie
1: and everybody needs that support system veteran or not but especially our veterans you know to have somebody walk alongside you through your challenges and to say i see you Mm -hmm. i hear you i love you i want to provide a solution for you to get you to a good place it's it's wonderful you got a lot of wonderful things going on over there at uh, veterans of wisconsin and many ways that you're making a difference for many different veterans. Um, but we wanna know what's on the horizon. So we're gonna take a quick break, uh, but we ask you to stay tuned, and we'll talk more about that after the break.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Julie Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in this last segment with Zach Zadroik, Executive Director from the Veterans of Wisconsin. So, Zach, you already uh, have some great things going on over at VOW, uh, but you're not resting on your laurels, are you? Uh, What's cooking for 2023?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked. So I went over a little bit about the marketplace and how a lot more people are going through there. When we started seeing that this past year, we realized that there's veterans coming from all over Southeast Wisconsin to come to get food. And we're like, okay, well, what about those vets that are unable to get out there? So we came up with a concept for the mobile marketplace and we're getting a school bus this next week, as a matter of fact, and we're gutting it. We're putting a grocery store aisles inside of it, a freezer and cooler in the back and we're getting that across the state of Wisconsin.
1: Nice, So a mobile food pantry.
3: Exactly, yeah. exactly, and one veteran focused. there's not many out there like it. We want to be very different because we don't want to give out boxes of food for vets. I mean, when I was a kid, I, we used to have to do that and half the stuff, we, had, oh, we don't want this, we throw it out. So it's a grocery store and we want to keep, the, keep that same concept for the bus. So veterans walk through, they get what they need and go on their way. And the idea of it is obviously to get veterans and their families the food they need first and foremost. But more importantly, we want to highlight the needs of the community. For example, in Racine, that's how we got started with the marketplace, these basic needs. We have all this community support now, it's absolutely incredible. And we want to be able to replicate that across the state. So we'll be setting up in Green Bay, Rylander, Southeast Wisconsin, and we'll connect with the community, the county leaders, uh, the veteran leaders in that community, and highlight those needs. And once we have them uh, set up, we get those numbers. Say we have 400 veterans come through the bus in one month. We tell that community, hey, you have a need in this community. You have to do something about it. If they want us to set something up, great. If it's somebody else, great. But as long as they focus on that need, that is the most important thing.
1: Okay. Well, what about your partnerships with uh, other organizations like fishing for good, you have some future plans there?
3: Well yeah, absolutely that's key. I mean, like we said before collaborating once we went out with Sam and his group, we saw firsthand those guys turned their lives around. They came back, they started cooking salmon. They got all 15 vets out there cooking salmon together. All that camaraderie rebuilding in place. It was absolutely amazing. It reminded me of the smoke pit like in, in service a lot of veterans see that. You're hanging out there in smoke pit, BS and doing whatever. That's what it was. These guys are you know slicing up salmon, cooking it up and having a great time. And that's what we want. We want these veterans to know you're not alone. And then when we get all these other programs together and bring them in the door, we see that it works and that it's helping them and we wanna be able to connect with more.
1: Wonderful, that's awesome. Uh, Well, what would you say then is the biggest difference? You said you opened your doors in 2017. Um, What would you say is the biggest difference from then until now?
3: The success rate's gone up greatly. Um, For the tiny homes themselves, we had fifteen tiny homes through that program. We've had about ninety-three veterans come through the program. Now from twenty seventeen till twenty twenty-one, we only had three veterans that were in their thirties. As Sam brought up earlier, we talked about the pullout from Afghanistan a little bit. And myself being Iraqi war vet, that was big. We saw it all, everyone pulled out and we're like, okay, now what? It's an awkward peacetime, you could say. And this past year we saw the numbers for veterans in their thirties go from, you know, three of the previous four years. we had 18 this past year alone Mm. so these younger veterans they had they need more help and they're coming in door they're asking for help and with the success with us breaking down the phases we saw the success go from 18 percent first four years to 60 percent and the success is them getting housed them having their own apartment or house and moving on with their life working having a steady income and uh, living the lives that they've earned
1: Mm. Uh, now many people define success differently, right? Mm. I personally like the Ralph Waldo Emerson definition, which starts out defining success with to laugh often and love much. And it goes on with about 12 other more lines, but it ends with to know that one's life has breathed easier because you lived. This is to have succeeded. Now, I think that sounds for a perfect example for what you guys are doing. You know, you'll have to Google that one again. It's Ralph Waldo Emerson's success poem. It's really good. But how would you define success, Zach? And then what would you say is the success rate for veterans at VOW?
3: Giving them purpose. It is really that simple. Purpose is probably the one word that puts it all together. When they come to us, we see it. They're lost. They're lost. And when we work with them, and get to know them, become their family and their friend. We find out what they like, what they dislike, and we find out, okay, how about you do this? How about you do that? Whether it's video games or whatever, give them a purpose in life. And once they find that purpose, it is a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys, they go from staying in their home, never talking to anybody, to work, there's a couple guys that work with us now. they're employees have out, and it's absolutely incredible. But when they get that purpose, in my personal opinion, that is success. Because if you have purpose in life, they're gonna be able to work forward and get the life that they in, like I said, so.
1: Yeah, and you know, we talk a lot to my guests about turning pain, whatever that looks like for the individual, into purpose. Hmm. And I believe that um, uh, everybody, I think, if they look deep within, can figure out a way to turn whatever pain they're going through into some kind of purpose. Not that it would be easy, but if you look about, look into maybe how can I take the pain I have experienced and find a purpose that will help somebody else, even if it's just one person. Uh, I think it, it's it's a value um, with your definition of success in mind, which is gaining purpose uh, in some way. What would you say then growth looks like for Vow in your future?
3: Helping more veterans tomorrow than today. I mean, really, it's about connecting with as many veterans across the state of Wisconsin because up until this point, we've really been focused on Racine and Southeast Wisconsin. We've helped as many veterans as we possibly can. And now getting throughout the state of Wisconsin with the mobile marketplace, with the Vow 9 line, getting more, more staff members, more ambassadors out there supporting us. It's about connecting with more vets, and that's really what it's about. Is That's the growth right there.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I asked Sam this question, and I'll ask you as well. Uh, coming to the end of our interview, we want to have a call to action for our listeners. Uh, what would you say the uh, Veterans of Wisconsin call to action, or your specifically, your call to action, what would you say that would be?
3: Well, it's going out to connect with more vets. We want the community to be aware about what we have available to them. Whether that's um, a veteran or a family member, you have a, a nephew, niece, grandson, we want everyone to be aware, aware about the services that we provide. So getting that across the state of Wisconsin, for example, we're going to connect with, the, we've connected with Green Bay Packers. They're helping, oh, nice. us, they're helping us get the word out about the services that we provide. Very nice. And that's what I tell every single donor or sponsor that we talk to. like, what can we do for you? I was like, tell everyone about us because mm. that's really what it's about. Back when I was younger, I had no idea of any veteran services at all. None. So this way, when I finally got involved in the, the VFW, when I did, it saved my life. And I know, I know there's a lot of veterans out there that are incredibly hard-headed that do not want to connect with other programs or anyone, because I was one of them. I still am at times. But if they're able to pass on, like, hey, call this guy, call Val, call this person, call Sam with his group, call anybody, we're going to work together, collaborate, and hopefully get them back on their feet and save their life.
1: Yeah, I think reaching out uh, or admitting that you need help, right? It's that's not a that's not taboo. That's a good thing, you know. Mm. Saying you know I'm struggling here and I need some help. And you had mentioned that you know if we can all come together as a community how great would that be you know so we talk about advocacy being a really good CTA a really good call to action for our listeners you may have a heart for veterans and you want to donate that's awesome too or you may want to volunteer that's awesome too but we need to get the word out that's the reason why we do this show Uh, and I think anybody doesn't cost anything Mm -hmm. that you can talk to people about the resources that vow offers um, and then did you have a call to action regarding your marketplace? Yes.
3: So like I went over quite a few times with food, we need the food coming in the marketplace If businesses, donors, sponsors, families can collect food for the veteran community. That'd be amazing because like I said earlier, we had 150 vets a month from the very beginning to now over 650 veterans and their families we're serving. And I'll be honest, every single day it's a struggle to get the food on those uh, on those aisles because we know how many people are gonna come through the door it's like between 70 to 80 and it's a lot it's a lot of food for a lot of families if we can get different businesses to help uh, support us that is the biggest thing right now hands down
1: okay well for those people that want to reach out to veterans of wisconsin you want to share your contact information
3: yeah you can call us at 262-221-8350 or vowvillages.com again that number is 262-221-8350 awesome Wow.
1: Well, thank you, Zach Zdroik, Executive Director from the Veterans of Wisconsin. Thank you for being here today and participating in our interview and sharing your passion for what you do. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. I also want to thank again Sam Veth from the Fishing for Good Foundation and for all the wonderful work that he does as well. Thank you. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to Sam or Zach. I'm sure they'd be happy to answer any questions you may have or give you additional information if needed. And if you know of a great organization that does great work in our community, like Veterans of Wisconsin, like Fishing for Good, uh, if you think they'd make a great guest for our show, I'm asking you to email me at jill at com to let me know who they are to give them a recommendation and to ask that they be featured on our show. You can also call our office at 262-691-3200. We're filling up our calendar for the year, so give us a call or an email if you'd like to participate. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn about the ways people are living lives of significance and impact by making a difference for others. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I also encourage you to visit our website at EllenBecker.com to listen to over 400 previously aired shows. You can also listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. Give some thought to how you'd like to make a difference in some way for someone in our community. Our guests today have shared many ways that you can join them in their mission if you have a heart for veterans by donating, volunteering, or as we said, simply by advocating for their respective organization. I'm sure anything you do would be appreciated. So take some time to find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening today and have a great day.